What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge online Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for tuning in and hanging out with us today. For those of you that continue to like and share these online worship experiences with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us online through giving and generosity, maybe by meeting our new $10 challenge or donating food on Sundays or during the week, Thank you so very much for doing that. You allow us to help more people, love more people, feed more people, and serve more people. Also, we want you to know that we would love to see you back live and in person in our services, 9.30 and 11.15. We have two full experiences with hospitality, nursery, kids' church, worship services. Come back and see us. We would love to see you live and in person. Today we finish up with our current series, and this series has been entitled Beware of Dog. We all know what that sign means, like a no trespassing sign, and this is what it means. If you step onto my property, there may be consequences. In this series, this study has been all about loving and forgiveness and healing from a broken heart by setting effective and proper boundaries. If we want to learn how to love properly and forgive properly, and if we want to heal from a broken heart, then we have to learn how to set proper boundaries. And like I've told you over the past few weeks, this has been like free therapy, so we just kind of jump right on into it. You got to understand this, that loving people and trusting people and receiving people and accepting people into your life can be very, very risky. And the risk is this, when we start to let our walls down and we start to let people get very close to us, then there's always the possibility of that person mistreating us. There's always the possibility of that person deceiving us or hurting us or taking us for granted or acting out of character. There's always the possibility of some sort of heartbreak and people in our life can hurt us. And we also know this, that we can hurt the other people in our life in in the same ways we can hurt people mentally we can hurt people emotionally we can hurt people publicly their reputation we can hurt people spiritually we can hurt people romantically and on and on and people can hurt us with their painful words people can hurt us with their painful silence people can hurt us with their painful judgment their painful lies their painful attacks and so it's risky to love and let people close to us and sometimes when we do it works out great and other times when we do it backfires on us and we get hurt or sometimes maybe we hurt other people and as a Jesus follower whenever we experience hurt at the hands of other people there's always this fine line to walk and notice this today and remember this I need to let go of this hurt but I don't want to let them hurt me again I need to let go of my resentment but I'm tired of being taken advantage of I want to forgive but I've also had enough of this pain I want to be like Jesus I want to forgive I want to love properly. I want to let this go because I do understand that I'm never more like Jesus than when I forgive. And I'm never more unlike Jesus than when I don't forgive. Let me say that again. I, in my life, I'm never more like Jesus than when I forgive and extend grace and mercy and compassion. And I'm never more unlike Jesus than when I don't forgive. But how can I forgive if I keep allowing other people to take me past my limits? How can I forgive if I keep allowing the hurt to continue? And so today we finish up with our study on loving properly, forgiving properly, 
and setting proper boundaries, so with the intention of healing from a broken heart. And in this series, we've been covering four steps that are crucial to setting healthy boundaries with other people in our life. The first step was this, number one, you have to know your limits. The second step was this, number two, when you do set a boundary, you have to practice mental strength and discipline to stick to those boundaries. Last week, we talked about this. If you wanna set a proper boundary, you have to understand what real biblical forgiveness is. And real biblical forgiveness is simply letting go with your desire to get revenge, letting go of your desire to get payback. And so today we finish up with part four. When I was a kid, I used to hate it when my mom and my dad would give me a bath. I hated it when my mom would give me a bath. Man, she would scrub my nose till it felt like my nose is about to fall off. She would scrub my ears till it felt like my ears is about to fall off. She would wash my hair, scrub my hair, my scalp till it felt like my hair was about to fall out. She would wash my face till it felt like my face was about to fall off. I hated the process of getting clean, but afterwards it always felt good to be clean. I loved to be clean. And I love the feeling that I got when I was clean, but I hated the process it took to get clean. I hated going through that process. And I remember one weekend night, we were going to go right down the road in our neighborhood so my parents could visit their friends. And my best friend was one of their sons. I had just gotten a new bicycle and my mom had just given me a bath and gotten me all clean. And we were about to head over there. It was pretty fall weather outside. And I was begging my parents, please let me ride my new bike over to their house. It's just right down the road so I can show my friend Kent my new bike. And they said, no, we just got you clean. We just gave you a bath. We're not going to let you do that. But I kept begging and begging until my dad finally said, look, I'll let you ride your bike down there to their house, but I'm going to follow you. He goes, and stay on the road. Don't get dirty. If you get dirty after we just gave you a bath, you're going to be in trouble. And so, man, I was so excited. I took off on my bike. I was ahead of my parents and I got so ahead of them that they couldn't see me. And I thought, well, I'm going to take a shortcut. I'm going to cut through the, the woods and ride to their house. But in order to do that, I had to turn off the road and go down into a deep ditch and go back up to a trail. Well, as soon as I turned down that road to go down that deep ditch, one of our other neighbors was walking their big Doberman pincher out from the woods. It was on a leash but when it saw me coming down that trail into that ditch on my bike it jumped out in front of me it hit my front tire I flew over the front handlebars and I landed face first in the ditch in the mud I was so filthy and dirty and now I was scared to death because I remembered the words of my dad don't you get dirty after we just got you clean or you're gonna be in trouble but then my dad told me this and this is something I never will forget and it applies to so many different areas of my life because I was trying to tell my dad it was the dog's fault dad it wasn't my fault The dog jumped out in front of me. And this is what my dad told me when I tried to blame the dog for me getting dirty after they told me not to get dirty. This is what he said. It was your responsibility to not get dirty, not the dog's responsibility to keep you clean. And setting boundaries with other people in our life who have hurt us works the same way. The people who've hurt us, it's not their responsibility to make you more like Jesus. It's not their responsibility to protect you from revenge and bitterness. It's not their responsibility to protect your heart from constant abuse. It's not their responsibility to protect you from going past your limits. It is your responsibility. Line crossers in your life are always going to cross lines. And that's why it's up to you to set boundaries and stick to your 
your boundaries. It is your responsibility. Just like it was my responsibility to stay clean and it was not the dog's responsibility to keep me clean. It is our responsibility to set healthy boundaries in our life with other people who have hurt us. Notice this and remember this today if you're still with me. Say I'm still with you. When you have another person who is close to you that constantly steals your joy, your peace of mind, your time, your rest, your quality of life, then it's up to you to set the boundaries because they never will. So again, it is not their responsibility to protect your soul and your heart from this stress, this pain, this exhaustion, this burnout. It is your responsibility. Now, in Luke chapter 5, we see Jesus loving and helping and teaching people in small fishing villages along the Sea of Galilee. And at one point, Jesus meets a man with this awful disease. It was the disease of leprosy. Notice what happens in Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 15. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced disease of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priest, let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you've been cleansed. But despite Jesus's instructions, the report of his power spread even faster. And vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often with withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Notice the scene. Jesus meets this man who's tormented by the disease of leprosy, an awful disease. This man reaches out to Jesus first, begging Jesus that if it is possible, would you please heal me? He wasn't placing a guilt trip on Jesus. He wasn't trying to manipulate Jesus. He wasn't crossing lines or being forceful with Jesus. He simply had a genuine need. Jesus, if you're willing, if it's possible, help me, heal me. Notice how Jesus responds. I am willing you were healed as he touched this man. By the way, back then, touching a person with leprosy was considered a sin, not by God, but by religion. It was considered unclean, but Jesus didn't care about that. Jesus cared about this man. And of course, Jesus did the opposite of what religion was telling him to do. He loved and he wanted and he transformed the unwanted and the throwaways and the rejected and the marginalized. But then after that, I find something very interesting about what Jesus does next. He tells this man, don't go tell anyone about what I did for you except the priest and let him examine you so this can be a public testimony. Well, of course, the man doesn't listen. As he goes about his way, people want to know, man, what happened to your leprosy? And he says, I met a man named Jesus. And this good news about Jesus being able to heal things and diseases and sicknesses like leprosy, it spreads like wildfire. And in this scene, it says that large crowds go to meet Jesus to hear his words and to be healed of their sicknesses and diseases. But then it says that Jesus many times would withdraw from the crowds to a secluded place like the wilderness or the desert or a mountain or a garden. Why? It said that Jesus would do that for prayer, for intimate time with his father. Jesus simply made time for people. He simply made time for their needs, for their hurts, for their challenges. But Jesus also made time by setting boundaries with other people so he could take care of his needs, his hurts, his challenges, and his soul. Now, notice that this vast crowd of people didn't rush up to Jesus and say, Jesus, you've been doing so much. Please take a break. Please take care of yourself. 
We're concerned about you. No, this vast crowd just went up to Jesus and they just wanted to know what else he could do for them. So again, it wasn't the responsibility of this crowd to protect Jesus from being taken past his earthly limits so he could recharge his soul and personal strength. It was his responsibility. It was the responsibility of Jesus to set these boundaries for himself. So again, we could say it this way and notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Givers must set their own boundaries because takers in your life never will. Now, in light of all that, let me give you a few personal applications to live this out this week. If I could give you a simple paragraph today to help explain these verses that we just read in everyday language so we could understand what we just read from the Bible in our everyday life and start to apply it to our everyday life. This is what I would say and notice this today on the screen. Jesus had personal needs that he put a priority on, sometimes even over the demands of other people, and he did so without feeling guilty. Primarily, his personal soul care had to do with separating himself from people to be alone with God, whom he called Father. Jesus lived in a rhythm of life that not only kept him free from burnout, but far beyond that, it kept him full of God, full of grace and truth, and therefore ready and able to be compassionate and generous in his response to people and their needs their interruptions in their life and their crisis situations. Listen, you'll never be able to show other people love, grace, compassion, mercy, sympathy, empathy, and help if you stay in situations with people that create constant tension and exhaustion and stress in your life that constantly takes you past your limits in your life. You need space and time to deal with your own soul sometimes. You need space and time to deal with your own hurts sometimes. You need space and time to deal with your own peace in life sometimes. And no one else is going to set those boundaries for you but you. Another observation is this, and notice this today. Sometimes other people genuinely hurt us in this life, and at other times we can get our feelings hurt way too easily. Uh-oh, I'm sure someone in this vast crowd who came to see Jesus on this day, maybe even to be healed, was offended or upset and let down by the fact that Jesus had to seclude himself to recharge his soul. Even though Jesus had this genuine need not to get taken past his limits, I'm sure there were some people there that were deeply offended and upset by the fact that he wanted to go and seclude himself. Now again, at times, some people really do hurt us in this life, but at other times, I've noticed this about most people. Sometimes you and I can be a little bit too sensitive. Sometimes we can be a little bit too easily hurt, a little bit too easily offended. Listen, sometimes the things that we let hurt our feelings should not hurt our feelings. Sometimes other people in our life have a really bad day, usually because they have someone else in their life that's taking them past their limits. And if you happen to be a victim of someone else's bad day, maybe give them some grace. Not everything needs to be an offense to you. Don't be so easily hurt. Now at other times, other people really do hurt us. And sometimes it's very clear how they hurt us. You know, the basic ways how people hurt us. Lies, gossip, personal attacks, betrayal, neglect. But at other times, the way people hurt us is by draining us and exhausting us. So as we wrap this up today, let's go back into greater detail the different boundary areas that we talked about last week briefly as we closed. And let me cover these different boundary areas in greater detail so we can set those effective boundary lines in our life so we can effectively love again, forgive again, and heal from a broken heart. The first one was this, and notice this, it was an emotional boundary. Some 
People are like a thief and they try to get you to talk about things that make you uncomfortable. They try to dump their heavy emotions on you all the time when you're really uh, not even you don't even have the mental ability to even be there sometimes. And if you do need help, they're never there for you. Sometimes they can just dismiss your own genuine feelings or as a silly overreaction. Sometimes they steal your joy, your peace, your focus from your day. One good example of an emotional boundary is this. If they're the type of person that takes you past your limits, then only let your conversations be surface and let them know they can only be surface. And this is why if you can keep things surface with them, then they won't constantly drain you and take you past your limits. That way, when they really do have a valid need, you can be there for them and love them properly. But right now, if they continue to bring up things that just stress you out and dump their emotions on you, then you can tell them, hey, I'm only going to keep this surface with you and don't go any deeper than that. That way, when you really need help, I'm not past my limits with you and I can be there to help you and love you properly. The second one was this. It's a mental boundary. Sometimes people can hurt us by trying to change us and make us how they want us to be. That is painful. If you're trying to change the other people in your life and make them how you want them to be, that is hurtful. They won't lie to you or attack you or gossip about you, but they will make you feel wrong or little for being the way that you are and for being the way that God made you to be. We need mental boundaries to protect our own thoughts, our own beliefs, our own values, and our opinions to be true to how God made us to be. One good example of a mental boundary would be this. Tell them something like this. These topics that you keep bringing up are off limits. We can only talk about these things when I bring them up. This is a mental boundary. This is off limits. The next was this. It was a material boundary. Sometimes the people around us have needs and sometimes we have resources and energy to help them with those needs. Sometimes the people around us have needs and we don't have the resources or the energy to help them with those needs. And so a material boundary is when you decide when and, when and how you allow your ability to help other people get stretched, your resources, your time, and your energy. The next is this. It was a physical boundary. Some people cross lines with us with unwanted comments, unwanted conversations, rude or offensive, inappropriate conversations that just feel awkward. Sometimes people can get too close to us physically. I remember one time I was really, really sick with the flu. It was really bad. And my next door neighbor knocked on the door because she wanted to talk about something. She needed help about something, some sort of deep emotional thing. And uh, I was sitting there with the flu. And so I, not, I opened the door with a mask on and she goes, can I come in and talk to y'all? And I said, I have the flu. She goes, it's okay. I've had the flu shot and I've already had the flu and gotten over it. And I said, ma'am, you don't understand. I'm not worried about getting you sick. I'm just too sick to talk to anybody. You can't, you can't, you can't do this because I'm just so sick right now. And so I had to set a physical boundary. And then the last was this. It was a time boundary. Sometimes, just like Jesus, you need to have to have your time to recharge your soul. You're the one that gets to decide how you spend your time. It's your life. And sometimes you need to seclude yourself and be alone with you and God so you can heal on the inside. Remember, Jesus needed a, to spend certain times with the Father in seclusion. And he didn't even let the vast crowds and their needs 
take him away from that. Why? Because it, if he would have neglected his time with God, he would have been pushed past his limits. And when we let people take us past our limits, we can't help anyone. Takers in your life will never help you protect your time. Takers in your life will never help you protect your moments with God and your moments with your family and your personal recharging times. We must do that. And we do that by setting boundaries. So again, let me remind you of this one last major truth today. And this is what it is. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. When you have another person who is close to you that constantly steals your joy, peace of mind, time, rest, and quality of life, then it's up to you to set those boundaries because they never will. Remember, it's not their responsibility to turn you into a forgiving person. It's not their responsibility to make you more like Jesus and to help you heal from a broken heart. It is your responsibility. And so you have to set those lines because the takers in your life never will. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now stay tuned for an amazing time of worship with the amazing Water's Edge Worship Band. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We cannot wait to see you back next week.